Welcome to Cases and Controversies, a Supreme Court podcast by Bloomberg Law. I'm Jordan Rubin. And I'm Kimberly Robinson. This is your sneak peek for the week of February 21st. It's a short week with the federal holiday on Monday. Just three cases, two on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. We might be getting some bigger Supreme Court news if Biden announces his pick to replace Breyer. He said he'd do so in February, a month that appears to be ending in the near future. But until then, Kimberly, kick us off with the sneak peek. Sure. So as you mentioned, uh, this is going to be a short week. There are just three cases, and the justices are going to kick off Tuesday's cases with an Indian gaming case, Yasleta del Sur Pueblo versus Texas. So this is a long-running dispute uh, between the Indian tribe and the state of Texas over what gaming activities can happen um, on tribal land. So the Fifth Circuit here sided with Texas in finding that the Federal Restoration Act, which broadly prohibits gaming on the Indian uh, land applies to bingo and slot machines rather than the more permissive Indian Gaming Regulatory Act. So just a straight statutory interpretation case there. And then we're going to keep with the theme of um, tribal cases with the second case, right, Jordan? That's right. So the second case on Tuesday is the Nesby against United States. It's a double jeopardy case. So People think you can't be tried and convicted twice for the same crime. Generally, that's true, but only within the same sovereign, meaning state, federal, or tribal. In theory, you could be convicted under multiple sovereigns, so that's not typically how it goes. Either way, kind of weird, but that's our system. And whether that makes sense isn't the issue here. The issue in this case, the Nespi, is how to classify the type of court in question called the Court of Indian Offenses. A Native American defendant was convicted in one of those courts and then in federal district court as well. He's challenging his second prosecution on double jeopardy grounds. And so you hear the name of the first court, Court of Indian Offenses. You might think, well, obviously, that's a tribal court, but it's not quite as simple as that. And to answer the question, the justices are going to be looking at how those courts operate and some of the history behind them. And so that's Tuesday. Kimberly, what's the last case of the week on Wednesday? Well, the last case of the week requires us to go back in time. So do you remember when we used to have a president named Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. Right. So under the Trump administration, there was this controversial immigration policy called the public charge rule, um, which prohibited immigrants who were likely to uh, require government assistance. So that rule, obviously, under the Biden administration is no longer in effect. But the Supreme Court's going to hear a dispute over it anyway. Why, you ask? I have no idea. Uh, so the question here is whether or not a group of states led by Arizona can take the place of the Biden administration and defend the public charge rule that is no longer in effect. Um, So I think one interesting thing to note about this case, Arizona versus the city and county of San Francisco, is that it's one of several cases this term, which deals with these really explosive kind of underlying policies on here, um, the immigration public charge rule. Uh, But it gets at it at kind of a procedural way, um, asking either who can sue or who can be sued. So, of course, we spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about SB8. Um, which obviously deals with 
abortion. Uh, but the question there is who can be sued? And then there's also the case Cameron versus EMW Women's Surgical Center, which also dealt with abortion. Uh, but there, whether or not the Kentucky State Attorney General can stand in the place of other state officials to defend the state's abortion law. So um, just something interesting to note as to that case. And that's going to do it, Jordan. Pretty short week. It is. I have a feeling it might become elongated if we are given an announcement by Biden, which seems to be the time to do it, because I think the following Monday is the last day of the month. I don't know if he's going to want to wait till the very last day to still make sure that he keeps his word, but we shall see. And what should we do until then to follow along with the latest, do you think, Kimberly? Uh, I guess people can follow along with the latest Supreme Court news at news.bloomberglaw.com. I don't have a better idea than that. All right. You ever thought to yourself, how is that legal? Why is that legal? You ever seen a big trial in the news and wondered, what's really happening there? Have you ever pondered the question, why are lawyers the way that they are? And how much money do they really make anyway? These are the things we live and breathe at On The Merits, Bloomberg Law's weekly legal news podcast. On The Merits looks into the biggest stories playing out in the legal industry right now, and we feature the finest journalists covering the biggest legal stories from across the Bloomberg Law newsroom. On The Merits is hosted by me, David Schultz, and you can hear wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening.